Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. It's time for TMA Extra Dose. You can follow along on Twitter, at Slam Radio XM. Now, TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Welcome to another edition of TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton, with yours truly, back for another week. And oh, yes, we finally have the NBA Finals set off in the bubble. We know which teams are going in the bubble. We'll get into that with my special guest who covers the Lakers extensively. We'll get his opinion and his thoughts about the Lakers and the Miami Heat. LeBron against his former team. There's a lot of storylines here, so we'll break all that down. Also, the Los Angeles Angels make a stunning announcement over the weekend. We'll get into that and what the ramifications are for that team moving forward. And who should we really look at as it pertains to Blaine? Also, Kawhi Leonard's team is spilling all the tea of what happened inside the bubble when it comes to the Clippers. All of that and more, including my three cents here on TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton. Now. The Los Angeles Angels were eliminated from postseason contention uh, this past weekend at the hands of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched a a really good game, even though Mike Trout hit his first career home run against Clayton Kershaw. It still wasn't enough to get the Angels and keep them in some type of numerical contention when it came to the MLB playoffs. And so now the Angels once again are being sent home. Mike Trout, who is probably arguably one of the best hitters, of our generation continues to go home once again without a playoff uh, debut or a playoff. uh, Let me do that again. And once again, Mike Trout does not make his playoff appearance when it comes to being in an Angels uniform because the Angels were sent home. A day after the Angels were officially sent home, excuse me, the Los Angeles Angels made an announcement that they were firing their general manager, Billy Epler, who had been there for five seasons. Now, Billy Epler was responsible for getting Anthony Rendon. He was also responsible for getting Joe Madden. He was also responsible for signing Mike Trout to that big, huge 12-year uh, extension and also making sure that he got the farm system in some type of order. Uh, you got He brought up Joe Adele, who's been sensational in his, in his uh, major league uh, games as far as his debut and bring in and being accustomed to the major league baseball style of play uh so it's, it, there were some good things that happened under billy epler's tenure but the biggest achilles heel which is ha- which has been for the last beyond five years has been the angels pitching which they have yet to address and have not addressed extensively to a point where it's made some significant progress and so when you don't have a situation where you have you have a need that you have not filled That is an issue. Now, there's a reason why that need is not filled. And let's dig into that, because I've always said Billy Epler, who came from Brian Cashman and the Yankees organization. We know how great Brian Cashman is as a GM. He's right up there with guys like Theo Epstein. And I'm probably going to say probably Andrew Freeman if the Dodgers go ahead and go all the way and win it all. But we all know what Brian Cashman has done and we know what that that tree and that lineage represents. So when you got a guy like Billy Epler who knows the game of baseball, who's incredibly intelligent when it comes to baseball, 
you got to let the man do his work. You have to make room for him to do his work. And that's and we can't keep pointing the finger at various general managers that the Angels have hired and fired. I mean, look at the, the, the track record. I mean, since Artie Moreno has taken over as the owner of the Angels, he has had four different general managers, right? Bill Stoneman, when he first bought the team, then Tony Regans, then we all know what happened with Jerry Depoto, and now Billy Epler. So now you're going on five general managers doing your ownership tenure. Now, if it was one or two, I understand things happen. You know, everybody doesn't meet in the middle. We're not on the same page. Totally understand. You have to go your separate ways. When you have five, you're on the verge of having five different general managers. We got to start pointing more of the finger at you than them. Now, I know Billy Epler had about a 47% winning percentage during his five-year tenure where the Angels didn't make the playoffs. And I understand that he has some responsibility in that too. But how much responsibility does Artie Moreno have when he can't keep his hand out the cookie jar? Yes, he is the owner. Yes, he's supposed to be informed on what's going on. But you have to learn how to be an owner. You're not the, the president, the emperor, the king, the GM, the president. You're not all of those titles. If you are, then why keep hiring people in those positions? Play your position. And that's something that, that Artie Moreno has not learned how to play his position. Artie Moreno has to learn how to play his position because he's impeding the progress of his franchise. You signed one of the greatest baseball players of our generation in Mike Trout, and he's wasting away. He is 29 years of age. He's not getting any younger, folks. And by the time the season starts next year, he'll be on the cusp of 30. Mind you, he signed a 12-year 12 12 extension. You'd be lucky if he if he makes all 12 years. And I think he can because I think Mike, Sh Mike Trout takes incredibly great care of himself. Uh, he's, he's dedicated to the game of baseball, loves to play the game of baseball. Even when we spoke with Joe Madden, Joe Madden spoke highly of him. He's like, yo, this guy's a workhorse. This guy plays the game of baseball the right way. He approaches it the right way. He attacks it the right way. He, you just love being able to manage a guy of his talent. He's always willing to, to give, you know, ideas and exchange you know, uh, help with the other players along, you know, with him and Joe Madden's conversation. So you can't help but have a, have a guy like Mike Trout in the clubhouse. He's great with the fan base. He's great with the kids. Uh, I've seen him personally. I haven't seen him turn down an autograph one time, you know, so he's great for the morale of the angels, but what, uh, what else are they going to do on the field? I mean, you have Shohei Otani, who's coming off, uh, surgery. You have, uh, Mike Trout, you have Joe Adele, you know, who's up and coming. You have some good people in the, you have some good players in the farm system, but what are you going to surround him with? Yes, you have Anthony Rendon, but if you don't have any quality pitching, what the hell good is hitting? And you had a chance. You had a chance to get pitchers in the offseason. You had a chance to get Garrett Cole and your low baldy. That wasn't, I don't think that was a Billy Epler move. I think that was an Artie Moreno move. Artie probably thought since Garrett Cole is from Southern California, he might take the hometown discount. No. And why should he? This man is a champion. This man is looking to get paid. Let me ask you all something out there. If you got all these accolades and awards at one company and you're looking to move to another company or other companies, let's say they're vying for your services, would you take less money simply because that company was maybe 10 minutes away from your job? No. You're looking to get the money because of all the accolades that you've accumulated over the course of time. So you're looking to get all the money that you can 
while you can doing the job that you that you have been doing and doing it at a very high level right so when you look at what's going on with the los angeles angels i don't know what their future holds i know mike trout has a bright future because he's mike trout shohei otani i'm sure he's going to get better it takes a couple of years to really come off those types of surgeries i like what i'm seeing from joe adele i like jared walsh but what are they going to do when it comes to the future how are they going to surround mike trout with enough talent to get them not just in the playoffs but get them to compete for a world series mike trout said it himself we got to get to the playoffs he wasn't saying it like you know just as a matter of fact or just no big deal like some other athletes we've heard from no this is a big deal and i'm sure it's, it's a ripple effect throughout that clubhouse i think joe madden is an incredible baseball mind i think he's a good manager i know they only had a 60 game season and it, as, as a lot of players describe this season as a grind but it doesn't matter 60 games you should have been able to slide into the wild card slot they played, in, they played some really good baseball for the month of September. And there's no excuse why they shouldn't be in the wild card spot, in the, in the playoffs. And I think Artie Moreno has done a lot of things. If you look at going back years before, you look at with Josh Hamilton. He let Torrey Hunter go because he didn't want to pay Torrey Hunter the money, which Torrey Hunter was great in that clubhouse. I had an opportunity to cover Torrey Hunter while he was with the Angels. And let me tell you something. You always need that specific voice in that locker room, whether to balance it out, whether to give some advice or what have you. You need that voice in the locker room. And Torrey Hunter was an incredible presence and voice and talent in that locker room. He, Artie Moreno did not want to pay Torrey Hunter, so he let him walk. Then you go get Josh Hamilton, who has been battling substance abuse issues. You overpay for him for $125 million. That doesn't work out because, unfortunately, he relapses. So now you got to try to ship him back to texas and on top of that pay i believe it was a fourth or a third of his of the rest of his salary so now you losing money on a player that you overpaid for already albert pujols as as great as he is he's hanging on by a thread because he's getting older he's a definitely a first ballot hall of famer and i understand already paying that money for albert pujols at the time he paid for him. i know some people may not agree with it some people thought he overpaid for him but listen that's what you have to do to bring a jolt back to your franchise at the time you had a young and up-and-coming mike trout you had uh uh albert pujols who was fresh out of st louis some say may on maybe on the decline some say not but he definitely earned his keep the man's going down to the hall of fame but what else are you bringing to the table, Artie? Why are you? Why is your hand always in a cookie jar? Just sit back and write the checks. Just be an owner. Look at the. I remember something, and I'll say this: the great, the late great Dr. Jerry Buss, who owned the Lakers. The one thing that made Dr. Buss so great was not only the fact that he had the vision to to expand and uplift the Lakers to a whole different plateau and really make it an entertaining experience by him being in Los Angeles and being the premier team. But he also made sure the people he brought into various positions, he let them do their jobs. He gave them enough time to do their jobs effectively. And if he gave them enough time and said, look, if you don't complete your task by this time, 
then guess what? You got to go, which is understandable. If you give a person five, six, seven years and they still haven't produced the way that you want to see them produce, then somebody's got to go. But every time you turn around, you're interfering. That's the one thing about Dr. Bus. If you talk to anybody that used to work while Dr. Bus was alive, from the custodians to the upper management to even coaches, hey, they let you coach. Let him let them be the upper management. Let the scouts scout. Let the employees be employees. That's what made him such a successful owner. Because he stayed the hell out the way. Artie does not understand that. That's the problem. And we're going to go through this same cycle once again, whoever the general manager he decides to hire in the next few weeks or months in the offseason, we're going to see, we're going to go through this same cycle. And people are still going to, some people are still going to continue to look at the general manager beyond the record and point the finger at him when the real finger should be pointed at Artie Moreno. Because he is the reason why the Angels haven't been successful on the field he is the reason why the angels can't get it together and can't get the adequate players that they need in order to make sure they're successful on the field because he constantly interferes all the time and that's a detriment and again i'm not saying that Artie can't do anything he's the owner he bought the club with his own money but you got to know when to take a step back you got to know let you got to quite find highly qualified people to be in those positions and then trust them to do their jobs. And at, at a certain point, if they're not performing on the level that you think they should be performing on, then you got to move on and make a decision. That's understandable. But don't do stupid stuff like try to have your ego stick out your chest and jeopardize the future of your franchise because you want to be the man in charge. We know you're in charge. We know you're the owner. That should be enough. But unfortunately, it's not. So as I said before, the Angels will be going through this same thing once again. And we'll be back here in maybe the next three to five years and probably probably be hiring another general manager for the Los Angeles Angels. And hopefully, maybe the Angels can sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they'll turn it around and get some pitching and get some really strong and good arms where they can get themselves and, and hopefully Mike Trout at some point before his career is over will get a World Series championship because man Lord knows he deserves it all right so Kawhi Leonard we all know what happened with the Los Angeles Clippers they fell short they couldn't even win one game they were up three to one against the Denver Nuggets uh had a terrible performance Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in game seven probably one of the most important games of their careers when it comes to advancing to the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever in Clippers history. And they will be the responsible parties for them going to the Western Conference Finals. But once again, came up short, didn't perform well. Paul George, as we know, made his comments. Kawhi made his comments. Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and so many others. But now we find out that the comments are coming out of Kawhi's camp not too impressive or dare i say flattering now Kawhi leonard's longtime trainer clint parks went on a social media rant what i mean by that is he suggested that when somebody asked him i guess somebody was on twitter and they asked him 
Uh, I'm sure the Clippers wish they had Dwight Howard added Clint, you know, Clint Parks. Clint Parks responded, yeah, they wish they had him instead of double agent Trez. Mm. So now Montrez Harrell is a double agent. Now we've heard some reports about there have been some bickering and there have been some, some dissension in the locker room as it pertains to Montrez Harrell, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and uh, maybe a couple of other players. And we all know with the comments that Montrez Harrell had said early in the season about guys taking time off and not being around and things of that nature. We know who he was implying. You don't have to say a name to know what direction the finger was being pointed. Now, of course, Montrez was saying his comments out of frustration. But at the same time, that's still a teammate. And you don't put your teammate out there on front street. And then you go and, and allegedly um, you and, and Paul George don't don't see eye to eye on some things. And this is something that Clint Parks was talking about. And he was saying that, you know, he even questioned Paul George's basketball IQ. And, you know, to me, this is when stuff gets out of hand. Do you guys recall when Kyle Kuzma's trainer says something about LeBron James? How did that turn out? Kuzma was scared to death because he thought he was on the verge of being traded because he talked about the superstar player of the team. Right. It was his trainer. It wasn't even Kuzma. It was his trainer. But because of who you're connected to, it's oftentimes it's not so much the person, but it's the people that's connected to the person where the, that person is going to catch the brunt. And that's part of the problem. So now you got Kawhi Leonard's trainer talking crap about Paul George and Montrez Harrell, who is an upcoming free agent. All right, so coming up after the break, we're going to get into Kawhi Leonard, what holds for him, Paul George, and upcoming free agent Montrez Harrell, and what happens to the Clippers as they move forward in the 2021 season. You're looking, you're listening to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, 
only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. Now back to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back to TMA Extra Dose here on Slam Radio, Sirius Channel 145. And I have on the on the line, great guy. He has covered all Laker games. He has covered everything Lakers. He is your insight to what's going on with the purple and gold. Now the Lakers have made it to the NBA Finals inside the bubble uh, for 2020. And now we know who they're going to face against the Miami Heat, LeBron James's former team. Please help me welcome from ESPN LA and ESPN 710, Alan Sliwa. What's going on, Alan? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. Here we are. Finally, uh, just four games away from uh, an NBA championship. But it, it's been a, it's been a great run for the Lakers. We'll see if they can finish this thing off. Yeah, there was, the, you know, we talked about the Lakers as far as how they would adjust to the bubble, obviously coming off of the COVID-19 hiatus. They didn't play extremely well in those, those first eight games playing into the playoff. Uh, they looked kind of shaky in the first series against Portland, but they decided to pick it up. Second game, obviously, they lost the first game against the Rockets, but they, they did a, what I call a gentleman sweep. Played it phenomenal the, the, the following four games. And then here we are once again with the Denver Nuggets as the Lakers were up 3-1. And we all know how treacherous and how dangerous the, the Nuggets could be. We saw them come back from two 3-1 deficits uh, during the playoffs. So what was, what was going through your mind? Uh, before game five how confident were you and what did the, what did you feel like the lakers needed to do in order to get that victory and close everything out and move forward well same thing how everybody been talking about how denver's come back and come back from three games to one and kind of be careful of that predicament that situation i mean the reality is this i think with this lakers team i'm not concerned with them being focused i'm not concerned with them um you know kind of having the right mindset in a closeout game um Nick, they got six guys that have won NBA championships before on this roster. Um, other players that haven't won championships, but it, have been in the league for a long time. Guys like Dwight Howard and, and Jared Dudley. So I think they really, truly understand the moment. Um, you don't get opportunities like this all the time unless you're LeBron James and you've been to the NBA Finals 10 times. But this is unique. You don't have to go through the Clippers. You don't have to go through the Bucks. You don't have to go through the Toronto Raptors. So, honestly, coming into game five against Denver, I don't think I had any concern that the Lakers weren't going to take the game seriously and weren't going to try and close this thing out. And if you would have said that the Lakers needed 15 games to get to the NBA Finals, they won 4-1, 4-1, and 4-1. I mean, you got to be impressed with where they're at. And I don't think anybody in that locker room is uh, questioning – um, how important it is 
how important it is to get off to a good start against Miami and, you know, obviously keep this uh, momentum going. Absolutely. When you look at LeBron James, we later found out LeBron told his team, look, this ends tonight. We are not going to a game six or a game seven. This is it. In that fourth quarter, LeBron was absolutely incredible defensively. The last couple of games, especially in that fourth quarter, he played pretty much out of his mind for a person of his age and stature as long as he's been in the league. What impressed you the most about not only LeBron James, but Anthony Davis, especially with the the potential ankle situation? Well, let let me start with AD. So AD, um, you know, I I love that he just kind of, you know, gutted it out. You know what I mean? And I I think that Anthony Davis, uh, look, the the moment is – we keep talking about LeBron James and how important this moment is. He could win a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's the reality. If LeBron James won a championship this year or not, we're always going to be talking about LeBron James as one of the greatest players ever. For Anthony Davis, this is his first rodeo. You know, this is his first opportunity and his greatest chance to obviously win an NBA championship. So I thought Anthony Davis, all playoffs so far, yes, there could be times I could nitpick and I could say, AD, you got to be more aggressive. AD, how you only grab X amount of rebounds in a game, or you got to get to the free throw line more. I could kind of go down the list with stuff with AD. But overall for Anthony Davis, I think he's been incredible. I think he's been great. Now go finish it off against Bam Adebayo and the Miami Heat, and then we'll have a different conversation. For LeBron in that final game, that closeout game, um, I don't know, Nick. I, what, what more do you want? What more do you want from the guy? I mean, you know, 38, 16 and 10 had 16 points in the fourth quarter uh, had moments where he was guarding obviously Jamal Murray in that game four. Um, I just think, look, I think it's incredible. I really do. I, I think he is such an incredible player and it's so easy to take it for granted. Hopefully game five was one of those moments where you just want to sit back and you just want to appreciate getting a chance to watch greatness. No, oh, you know what, LeBron, I think LeBron also knows that this was his his main opportunity to win or at least being in contention for a title because of his age and the length of time he's been there and the, the injuries he, he we've seen him battle through, the, especially the last couple of years, um, you know, with the growing injury and then, you know, him him having to put the, the team on his back like he did in game five. What has been pressed you the most about this Lakers defense? Defensively, um, I, I love this about this Lakers team. They can adjust to anybody. So you throw anything you want out on them. You want to throw a Blazers team that's got a great backcourt um, and some players that could do, you know, a little bit of damage down low. You want to throw a Rockets team at them that they're going to, you know, Covington's going to be Covington and Tucker are going to play their center and power forward or Denver, which is a completely different style as well. The defense for the Lakers, and this actually probably is more of a compliment to the front office and the coaching staff, because what Palenka did is he made sure that whatever whatever's thrown at the Lakers, coach can make those adjustments. So small little things. Markeith Morris at the buyout market. Nobody talks about Markeith a lot, but let me tell you, having that as an option at any time to where Markeith can go guard a big man that, you know, maybe a team is smaller but you want the ability to switch on all these guys. Huge. Dwight Howard, another player they signed in the offseason, right? There's a there's a guy that he can play 15 minutes and find a way to affect the game on the defensive side. Then you got guys like Alex Caruso and KCP that are in your face all 48 minutes. So I think for the Lakers defensively, it's the fact that they can adjust to any team, number one. And number two, 
kind of relentless. You know, I, I think you got a lot of guys that know this is our role. LeBron and AD are going to carry us for pretty much the entire game, but we have we have to play our part too. And that's the part that I think, uh, you know, I've enjoyed. Um, one of the things I enjoyed most about this playoff run. You're listening to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145, with my special guest, the host of Lakers Talk on ESPN LA, ESPN 710, Alan Sliwa. So, Alan, let's talk about Dwight Howard, because we saw in Games 4 and Game 5 when Frank Vogel gave him the start over JaVale McGee. We saw how much that changed as far as not only for the team, but it changed his mindset. And I'm speaking of Dwight Howard's mindset for him to play. We saw him be a little bit more aggressive uh, than we have been. Do you think Frank Vogel now with the, with the Lakers being the NBA Finals are, is going to continue that start with Dwight Howard over JaVale McGee? So if you look at, let me use last night's game as an example for Miami. Um, Miami doesn't go big. You know, they're actually pretty small. So Bam Adebayo is their center. Um, Jay Crowder's in the mix. Jimmy Butler, uh, uh, or Drogic. I'm combining three different names together. Right. Uh, Goran Drogic. But um, they're not going to go big. So I'm actually very curious to see how coach, how he adjusts to that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if Markeith Morris gets a lot of minutes for the Lakers just because of that lineup. Um, and then, you know, maybe Dwight is in at the five and that means Anthony Davis going to have to guard some of those, you know, one of those smaller players. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. I think that's kind of this curiosity to this series. And usually Nick, it takes a game or two to kind of start feeling things out. And I'm sure Eric Spolstra, coach Vogel, these are two guys that are going to be playing chess this entire series. I'm curious to see how uh, Miami matches up against the Lakers. Maybe they put Olenek in the game and Olenek is, you know, certainly a player that can kind of spread the floor or uh, uh, get some of these bigs out towards the three point line. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to use Dwight, but I will say that however, this series starts probably doesn't stay that, that way the entire time. Speaking of the Miami heat, you talk about Ben out of bottle. You talk about Jimmy Butler, what type of matchup problems do they present uh, for the Lakers? If any, so I, I think where you can have some issues with them, um, look at that Boston series. I mean, Tyler Hero came out of, you know, I don't want to say came out of nowhere. I just haven't, you know, obviously kept too close of an eye on on the Miami Heat. But he's got the ability to drop 25-plus any night, right? We see him in one, one of these games put up 37. Duncan Robinson is a threat where he can get you 20 points out of nowhere. Um, Goran Dragic, that's a player that, you know, he's crafty, he's shifty, he's a vet, he finds ways to score, get to the free throw line, gets you on pump fake. So outside of Jimmy Butler and Adebayo, they got some guys that can, um, you know, carry them for a little bit. They don't have to carry them the entire game, but they can have little stints there where one guy can give you 10 points in a quarter and all of a sudden they're up two or they're down four and then they're up eight, you know? So, um, I think that's part of the issues that can be presented there. Um, now, I'll go back to this. I do feel like the Lakers have a counter to any punch that they come up with. And that doesn't mean that the Lakers aren't going to have to adjust to Miami. There's going to be times that they're going to have to adjust to Miami. But I'm curious how the Lakers treat those players. And don't sleep on Adebayo, too. Um, Bam's had a great little run here. And uh, I think there's a reason why he's done so well. I think there's a reason why he's played so well. Um, but now he's going to have to go up against all these Lakers big men. So let's uh, let's see how they let's see how Miami also adjusts to the Lakers. 
Now, this is something, I mean, the headlines, there's a million and one headlines for this final series. You know, LeBron against his former team and Pat Riley. Pat Riley, who, you know, coached the Lakers back in the 80s during the Showtime era, is now with the Heat. Now he's facing the Lakers once again. What do you see coming out of this series as far as just headlines? And what are some of the things that we need to be paying attention to that uh, don't make maybe the, the front page? Um. I think Lakers are such heavy favorites. They're going to be such heavy favorites in the series that, you know, I don't think the Lakers are going to fall into this trap, but I think there's just going to be this assumption that Lakers are going to win an NBA championship. And if there's one thing that I think we could walk away from in watching Miami, um, Pat Riley, just the way he conducts his business and the organization, Eric Spolstra, a grinder, you know, tip your cap off to him and everything he's accomplished. What I don't want to happen is everybody just assumes Lakers are winning championship number 17 and Miami kind of starts building that. Okay. Forget what everybody else thinks. We already took out the Milwaukee bucks. We already beat the number one seed, the team with the best record in the NBA. And you start downplaying this series. That'd be the one storyline that, you know, I hope doesn't come out, um, you know, a few games in where all of a sudden this is looking like it could go seven games or whatever the case is. Um, Another storyline I would say, and you know, I, I think this is one that I'm going to keep an eye on. LeBron's got a chance to win three NBA championships with three separate teams and three finals MVPs. Never been done, obviously, in the playoffs. Never been done in the history of the NBA. Um, that's an incredible story. So hopefully he obviously has that ability to accomplish it. Now, I will tell you, if, if he doesn't accomplish it, but Lakers win a championship and Anthony Davis ends up being finals MVP is what it is. You know, you can't lose if you're the Lakers. But I think those are the two things that stick out in my mind. Now, Alan, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. This is the NBA Finals. I know it's the bubble. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. Basketball is still being played. And, and thankfully, we're going to crown a champion at some point. Who do you have in this series and how many games? So I mentioned this yesterday. Um, I think Lakers in six. I think that gives, um, I think that gives Miami uh, the respect that they probably deserve, uh, what they've accomplished. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis are the two best players in the Orlando bubble. And some people would make the argument. They're the two best players in the world. And you can make that argument. Um, right. When you got those two guys and then you got role players that understand their role and you got a franchise, if you watch them on Saturday night after they won the Western conference championship, did you see the demeanor? Everybody was everybody. The theme was four more, four more, four more. Yeah. If Miami lost in the NBA finals, it is considered a good season that they accomplished some great things and they got through some tough teams to get there. Um, the Lakers, there's one goal. It's to win an NBA championship. And it's realistic. It's not, you know, sometimes we say, well, it's championship or bust, but it's not realistic. No, no, this is expected. So um, I'll go Lakers in six. Um, and I think, like I said, I think that that also gives credit to the Heat. They could get a couple games in the series, but the Lakers prevail. No, I agree with that. I think the Lakers do prevail. But what happens? Okay, so let's say they win the championship. Let's say the Lakers win in six. How do they do the parade situation with all everything going with COVID and social distancing? Do they even have a parade in your estimation? No, I don't think they do. I think they'll do – if you remember, and this is going to be the same thing. Uh, let me use the Kansas City Chiefs, right? The Chiefs mm -hmm. won the Super Bowl. Um, this is going to be something down the road that will be celebrated. Uh, it's just kind of the predicament that we're in. Maybe right. they do something where uh, it's at Staples Center, and maybe they do something that's just the team or something along those lines. 
But eventually, fans are going to be let, let back in at Staples Center at some point, whether that's three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, whatever the case is. When they do go back, I'm sure there will be a, mo- a moment and a time where they raise up championship number 17. They give uh, you know the Lakers players their rings. And Laker fans get to soak it in a little bit as well. But I don't think it's going to be any time in the near future. You spoke earlier about Miami. If they don't win the championship, hey, it's still a good season. What do you feel that my – how do you feel Miami's chances are coming back next season and trying to get back to that that situation? Because I've always said that Miami Heat are one player away from actually winning a championship. Who that player is, obviously going to be, be some type of superstar, star, you know, rising star. What do you see from the Miami Heat? It's a great run that they're on right now, and I think it's going to be very tough for them to get back to this spot. Um, Brooklyn's got KD and Kyrie coming back. Um, Boston's only going to get better. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, it's it's win or, you know, it, it could be the biggest bust as far as if they don't, you know, find a way to get to the NBA Finals. Two seasons in a row, they had the best record, and they haven't made it to the NBA Finals. So I think Miami's run is great, but I agree with you. And I don't, I don't disagree that they can't go find that player, but I agree that Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra probably realize um, if they didn't win it this year, it's not because they did anything wrong. It's just that roster can only take them so far that they're going to have to improve. So I think next season is going to be incredibly difficult for them to get back. I don't expect it. And lastly, where if we talk about LeBron James. We talk about how great AD is, and they both feed very well off each other. But LeBron James being – King James being the star that he is, superstar that he is, where does this cement him in Laker history as far as winning a title, especially with we all unfortunately lost Kobe Bryant. Um, it's been 10 years since they actually the Lakers have actually made the NBA finals. And the last time that was with Kobe Bryant. So where does this cement LeBron James in Laker history? If LeBron wins an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers wearing the, you know, the purple and gold, what he'll have is an incredible, incredible amount of respect from Laker fans. Um, we'll always have this appreciation for LeBron James, but there's really nothing LeBron can do to be in the conversation with a guy like Kobe, with a guy like Magic Johnson, with a guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, and it's not his fault. It's nothing LeBron did wrong. He just came to the Lakers at the end of his career. So um, I, I think, you know, ultimately how we'll look at LeBron James We'll appreciate his greatness, one of the greatest to do it. But where LeBron James really kind of established himself, obviously Cleveland, obviously Miami. And if he can win one here in Los Angeles, he has our our unbelievable respect and appreciation. But when you play 20 years in one jersey and you're Kobe Bryant and you win five NBA championships out of seven trips and you do it with two different jerseys, you got two jerseys retired up there. When you're Magic Johnson and you're the foundation of that Showtime era, you're Kareem, you got five, and the Worthies and so forth, um, there's certain things that you know those players were a part of and the duration that they were a part of wearing a Los Angeles Lakers jersey is really the difference. But if you're LBJ, uh, you win a championship for the Lakers, uh, mission accomplished, and anything after this is just gravy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think LeBron does deserve uh, his props and his respect because he did got a, a franchise back uh, to where they belong. We all know Lakers only celebrate championships, not division titles, not uh, individual awards per se. So it's going to be a great season. I'm looking forward to this finals, the final start on Wednesday night against the Miami Heat.
We'll see what LeBron and company do in game one. Thank you so much, Alan Sliwa, who is the host of Lakers Talk on ESPN LA and ESPN 710. Please let everybody know they can continue to follow you, sir, and find all of your great work. Yes, sir. Uh, at Alan Sliwa on Twitter and Instagram, and then Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa on YouTube. Nick, appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, thank you so much, Alan. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right. That was Alan Sliwa from ESPN LA, ESPN 710. And the host of Laker Talk. Hey, I can't wait for the NBA Finals. It's finally here. Yes, it means something. It probably means a little bit more with them being inside the bubble. After the break, we'll be right back. Make sure you stay tuned. You're checking out TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. I mean, really, it really apologist. comes down to... I'm going to make an apologist image for you, bro, because uh, everything that I say is like, oh, but LeBron had to do this, and you he had to jump over a car. Isn't LeBron the king? And again, LeBron jump over the Empire State Building? He probably could, but why probably. would he do it? But why doesn't he jump over the Empire State Building to win a slam dunk contest? Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah! Now back to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
And I'd like to thank my guest, Alan Sliwa from ESPN LA and ESPN 710 for joining us here on the program, giving us some insight on the NBA Finals inside the bubble. He has Lakers in six. I agree with him. I do also have Lakers in six. I think it's going to be an incredible series. I think it's going to be a series where which player is going to have the most advantage? Will it be Anthony Davis? Will it be Ben Adebato? Will it be Jimmy Butler? Obviously, LeBron James is going to do what he's going to do. So I look at this as a situation where I think the Lakers will win in six. I think it's going to be something where you're going to have LeBron James and Anthony Davis for every seat minted in Laker history. Um, I think this is going to be a very important year. As I mentioned earlier, this is you know the year, unfortunately, we lost Kobe Bryant. So we all believe that Kobe and his young daughter, Gianna, are shining down upon Laker Nation and, and pushing them and pulling them, getting them through. Uh, and I know this season and this championship will be dedicated to their memory, but also to the hard work, the sacrifice, everything that went on, dealing with this COVID-19, having them move and having to train and play inside of a bubble. It's been a tough, grueling season uh, for LeBron James and company. So I, I agree. I think it's going to be six games. I'm looking forward to it, y'all. Wednesday night is coming. Early on in the show, I was talking about Kawhi Leonard. I was talking about Paul George, and I'm talking about uh, Montrezl Harrell and the other Los Angeles team known as the Clippers. Now, Kawhi is is it, Kawhi never speaks too much. That's the one thing about Kawhi Leonard. He's very quiet unless you know him. He only speaks what and says what he needs to say, and he moves on. Now, mind you, let me let me be very clear. As I made the comments on this show earlier, Kawhi Leonard did not make any of these comments. This came from the comments of Kawhi Leonard's trainer, Clint Park. And this is something that you have to be, uh, you have to be, uh, be very, very careful of Clint Parks uh, because he made some very, very disturbing comments on Twitter about Paul George, as well as Montrez Harrell. Listen, Paul George is who he is, right? He's going to, he's going to play really good in the, in the regular season. I expect him to play, even better next season now that he's had one season under his belt coming off of shoulder surgery. I expect Kawhi Leonard to be Kawhi Leonard. Now, Montrez Harrell, who's an upcoming free agent, who has a, quite a few teams looking at him. Now, he may not get the max deal as a free agent, even though he's the he won the sixth man of the year award and deservingly so. But also, too, you have to look at what is his value on the market right now. And his value is not incredibly high when it comes to free agents. I don't expect the Clippers to re-sign him unless they do a, a very short-term deal. I don't know how you could come back with so much dissension, allegedly, that's being reported or, or, or words or comments being made by superstar trainers <laughs> being said. I mean, how do you mend those fences? There's only one way to do it. I mean, hopefully Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Montrez can have a sit-down and have a talk and really hash things out. Even if Montrez leaves, at least they will leave on a high note. But moving forward not only do you have to get to the western conference finals but you have to win the nba chip next year because anything short of an nba chip for the los angeles clippers is a failed season once again so you got to be very very careful um and you can't control who comes out and who says something it's no different than if someone one of my relatives came out and said something you know on my behalf i can't control that i mean i may not have known they even spoke about that you know so we have to be careful as far as looking at what's being said behind the scenes and who's who is actually saying it so i wouldn't blame Kawhi leonard on this but you got to keep your team tight you got to make sure that everybody stays on the same in the same formation on the same page because you don't want to cause any dissension because you still have to play with paul george in the upcoming season 
So it should be interesting in 2021, whenever the NBA season gets to rolling around, to see when this is going to take place and when this is going to get started. All right, so let's get it to the NFL. Week three, the NFL, my God. Week three of the NFL. All right, so let's get into week three of the NFL. And it's been a, quite a few games I like to pay attention to. Listen, the Los Angeles Rams played with a lot of heart. They dug themselves out of a 29, a 25 point deficit, scored 29 unanswered points and still came up short only because of a bad pass interference call that was called against them. That pretty much took the win out of their sails, allowed the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen to continue to march down the field, score a touchdown, enable them to get the, the win and go three and oh. Now, the, the Los Angeles Rams played incredibly tech. Now, the Los Angeles Rams played terrible in the first half. I mean, they didn't even show up. They scored three points. You can't win a game when you're down 28-3. But the deep, I don't know what was said in that in that halftime locker room. I don't know how many chairs Sean McVay threw. I don't know what was said with those coaches. But, damn it, something happened because it turned the whole momentum around 180 degrees because the defense came out playing on fire as if they had never played before. The offense took that same energy, digested it, came out made plays jared goff looked incredibly different from the first half to the second half i mean daryl henderson was running the ball had his first 100 plus yard career day in, uh for the rams but it was just not enough against the buffalo bills so now the rams go to two and one but even though sean McVay was disappointed in the loss he was still glad and he was still upbeat and he was still positive about the fight that the, that his team showed and even all the other players like jared goff aaron donald all said, you know what? That showed us a lot. Even Robert Wood says, you know what? It showed us a lot about the, the, the resilience of this team, the resilience of these players in our locker room. And it also showed us that, you know, we can come back from behind. No matter what the deficit may be, we can come from behind. And I think it's going to help them maybe later on in, in the season because they're going to need that type of muscle memory to get through some tough games as the season progresses. So that was a great game. The Rams almost came back. But came up a little bit short. Then you had the the the, uh, the Chargers against the Panthers. Now the Chargers did not <clears throat> excuse me. The Chargers did not have once again for another week Tyrod Taylor, who's nursing a lung injury. So Justin Herbert got the start. He practiced all week with the ones uh, in pre in preparation for the Carolina Panthers. But at the same time, the Carolina Panthers, who I think a lot of us underestimated because they did not have Christian McCaffrey. They, they did have Mike Davis, who Mike Davis filled in very well. But Teddy Bridgewater made sure the ball moved down the chains. Now, the, the Chargers defense give them a lot of credit. They stopped on two drives, Teddy Bridgewater, from getting into the end zone. So that was also major as it pertains to making sure the defense set the tone. But the offense didn't start really clicking until about the second half. When I talked to Justin Herbert, I asked him, I said, at what point did you start to find your rhythm and find your, your, your niche? going into the second half he said you know we start going down those drives and then it was supposed to be i think the last drive of the game in the fourth quarter there was the ball was supposed to be placed on a 20-yard line they reviewed the call they placed the ball on the one-yard line so now they got to march 99 yards down the field to get down to, to get down and, and, and try to win the game with a touchdown and they drove down the field i mean he looked completely poised he looked a lot more polished than he did the week prior now there was some throws that were questionable once again but he's a rook but on the last play, 
He uh, Justin Herbert, as you saw, as you guys saw, threw it down to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen tried to dump it off to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, maybe some miscommunication there. Ball drops. Game is over. They lose and continue to be winless at SoFi Stadium. So uh, now the, the Los Angeles Chargers will now move on to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers next Sunday on the road, which, which, which should really be a great test for Justin Herbert going up against the GOAT known as Tom Brady. The Falcons continue to be the Falcons. Now, I don't understand how come you guys continue to be on that narcotic. Falcon fans continue to be disappointed. I don't understand how. you. They were up. They were leading once again for the second week in a row. They were leading. And guess what? They still could not get the job done. Not at all. How do you blow two weeks of consecutive leads against two teams that you're able to beat? And you still couldn't get it done. Yeah, I don't give a damn if it's Nick Foles or St. Nick on the on, with, with, with reindeer. You had an opportunity to beat the Chicago Bears and you couldn't even do that right. It's like you're destined to lose. And if you're the Falcons, what do you do? Because I don't see the head coach being fired. Not anytime soon. What do you redo to revamp the offense? How do you get guys to still stay dialed in after they lost two critical come from behind, uh, uh, excuse me, allowed come from behind wins by their opponents? How do you figure that? What do you have to do? I mean, Falcon fans, do you guys even look forward to watching football on Sundays anymore? I mean, how drunk do you guys have to be to watch your team just completely crap the bed every week? What time do you guys start drinking? Maybe that's a better question. Do I need to, I mean, do I need to put down a GoFundMe to help the Falcon fans get through the games? Maybe we should put a GoFundMe down and get you a BevMo card. Get all, get the, some of the Falcon fans BevMo cards. Maybe that'll help you guys get through a Sunday because Mondays I know are rough. And speaking of rough, the Packers and the Saints, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what, what, what got into him, but he is playing phenomenal football this season. He looks a lot happier. He looks like the, he's motivated a lot more. And playing in the Superdome, whether it's fans or not, the Superdome is still a tough place to play. And he was able to go out and gut out a win, a 10-point win over the New Orleans Saints who have come off back-to-back -back losses now they lost last week against uh, the Raiders in a Monday night affair and now we saw that they, they lost on a Sunday night affair against the Green Bay Packers and to me Drew Brees continues to look older and older and that arm continues to look more like top ramen than I've ever seen before he has the noodle arm for real and especially when the defense gets him off of his 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 his, his, his square so to speak when you get him off script Drew Brees is a totally different quarterback. And I think a lot of defenses have figured that out, how to get him off script, how to get him to kind of think on the fly and move around a lot more than he's accustomed to moving around. And it hasn't been a great experience, at least in the last two games, when the defenses have, have zeroed in on him. Alvin Kamara continues to perform and, and look great, but it's all about the engine is Drew Brees and how Drew Brees moves is how that New Orleans Saints team is going to move. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people were picking the Saints to get to the Super Bowl, but – I never picked the Saints to get to the Super Bowl because I didn't believe in them. I think Drew Brees is near is, is more towards the end of his career than 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 being, you know, midway or or, or a couple of years away. Mm -mm. I think his noodle arm has continued to show that he doesn't have it. And I think 
this could be now i'm not saying it is but it wouldn't surprise me if this would be his last year or next year after would be his last year because he's not producing he's old and it shows and they're going to have to find a way to get them a new quarterback at some point whenever drew Brees decides to step down because without that they're going to be in in big time trouble monday night affair the ravens against the baltimore excuse me ooh. A Monday night affair as the Kansas City Chiefs go up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes. This could be an AFC championship preview. I know all the fireworks are there, and I had Baltimore winning this game. So, like I said, I think Baltimore continues to win quietly while all the eyeballs and eardrums are focused on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Baltimore Ravens are continuing to improve and get better week in and week out. And I think quietly, they're going to go into the playoffs and they're going to be a monster. I think they're going to win their division. I picked them to win the AFC North. I think they're going to win their division. I think they're going to start learning how to clobber teams in the playoffs. And once they do that, look out because I do believe they might see Mr. Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game. So this game definitely has some implications. It's definitely going to be reviewed heavily as they move forward, especially in the playoffs where they happen to meet up with each other. This game is going to come back to uh really really see who paid attention to their mistakes and who cleaned up their mistakes and who made sure they they focused in and, and were dialed in on getting to the super bowl so i'm still gonna ride with my super bowl pick as the baltimore ravens i'm still gonna ride with my super bowl pick as lamar jackson being the super bowl mvp so hopefully if everybody stays healthy and COVID is not a problem i'm still gonna pick the baltimore ravens all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in to TMA Extra Dose with Nick Hamilton. Uh, if you if you missed any portion of the broadcast, make sure you follow us and subscribe on all streaming platforms and also on Slam Radio and Sirius XM 145. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. And thank you to my special guest, Alan Sliwa from ESPN LA and ESPN 710 for breaking down the Lakers and giving us a preview of the NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Heat. All right, y'all, until next week, enjoy the week. Let's get through these NBA finals, and let's see what happens by next week. Definitely know I'm going to talk about it. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Be safe out there. Have a great rest of your week. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.